0: finds Draymond Green, reads to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three, bang, play Thompson from downtown, it's a six-point lead, timeout Rockets, a stone Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit, the Splash Brothers, made Buckets here in the Yo, 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 guys. What is up? And welcome back to another edition of the Game Chase Clay podcast. It's your boy, Gotham, with a full house today. Welcome back, Matt and Chuck. Uh, we finally got all three of us back. In this summer uh, summer podcast, um, you know, basketball's light. Summer league is over. Steph's hosted the ESPYS. Uh, we've got the Point Forward podcast. Draymond talking a lot of LeBron playing in the Drew League. A lot of stuff's happened since the last time we recorded. But gentlemen, welcome back. It's uh, always fun to hop on the mic, um, talk some dubs. But before we get into it, as always, how are we living, brothers? We're doing good. You know, getting back off little vacation. Uh...
1: Hey, welcome back, Chester. Yeah, it's good to be back talking some dubs. Got to soak in as much summer league as possible. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting off season. All said, all things said and done. So I think we got a lot to get off our plates. How you doing, Matt?
2: Good, Matt. I couldn't say it better myself, Chuck, and I rarely can, man. That was perfect. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, a good, it was a fun off season, man. The Warriors always give us stuff to talk about, even after, uh, even after a title. So we got, uh, we got some good stuff to get through.
0: Uh, damn right we do. Um, and Chuck, I like how you brought up summer league. Um, it's kind of the, I feel like the last part where we left off from the last episode. So welcome back in perfect fashion. Um, but yeah, Chuck, as as we, me and Matt have said it before on this, uh, on this podcast, you are our young guy draft kind of expert. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were your takes from summer league? Obviously the Warriors, um, went in with, you know, kind of some high expectations with Kuminga, Moody, and obviously, the big question mark with James Wiseman um, just coming into this season, and especially this summer, the first time we're really seeing him play um, in over a year. So, um, just going into summer league, what were your expectations? Um, what did you see on the court from all these young guys? And obviously, the Warriors got Mac McClung on a uh, on a training camp deal, so another young guy in the uh, in the pipeline. But what did you see from these uh, from this summer league from uh, from the baby Dubs or the young Dubs? I don't call them baby. Dubs, yeah. The young dubs.
1: No, they're – it's hard to call James
0: Wiseman a baby when you – Yeah, no, I was about to say You could lift me over his (laughs) head. Yeah, no, young doves, young uh, doves. And they're they're all (laughs) age. Young doves, young doves.
1: No, yeah, so starting on the Wiseman front because I think he's the one that everyone's like kind of most interested to see. I think the positives were he looked healthy, like relative to what we've seen before. He looked a lot less stiff. He looked a lot less uncomfortable physically. And – that's just awesome for him. You know, like it's good to see him get back to like a healthier place um, than where he's been before. Probably the healthiest he's looked since Memphis, uh, which is going on three years ago now. So it's, it's good to see wise back and, you know, looking more like his physical self and it was good to see him be a little more impactful as a team rebounder. Uh, I think, you know, it was, it was encouraging to see how he was boxing out, how he was able to like throw his weight around a little bit more um, but that also comes with the caveat that you have a 21 year old center, and we're going, woo! He's boxing out like uh, that's not a great sign. That this is just you know how it's starting now. Um, so you know, like I'm I'm rooting for the guy. Like I want to see good things there, but he still just looks like physically limited and he looks like he's got a long ways to go in terms of just general floor processing, uh, figuring out his responsibilities. And I think, you know, the best way for me to summarize it is like when you're the, when you're a center on the warriors, you know, like, even if you're just playing in drop coverage, you got to make so many decisions in a row. So you're standing back there. You're like, all right, like, is he driving into me? Is he going to go for a pull-up jumper? Is there anything happening behind me? Uh shot goes up. Like, I got to find a man to box out. I got to get a rebound. I got to go, like, make an outlet pass and run the floor. That's a ton of decisions you have to make in a row. And it always seems like at some point along the way he forgets that. And it's, it's especially tough next to a guy like Kamingo because, you know, like we've seen Kamingo, like, you know, the guy's still chaotic. He can still turn the ball over. He can still – you know, kind of struggle from the perimeter, but he learns things so quickly and he went from like not making any of those decisions right to making most right, which I didn't see coming within a year's time. So I think that's my main frustration with Wiseman is it's just seemed like a really slow growth curve and whether that's health or whether that's just him, it's still really hard to tell. Um, But I'm not as, you know, I'm not loving where we're at with him right now uh how do you guys feel about him
2: yeah chuck i kind of echo most of that man um it's also again we kind of come back to this caveat every time where it's like yes he's only 21 but he's a 21 year old second round pick on a contending team that's making increasing amounts of money every year Second overall and he's an <laughs> overall <pick. laughs> second, second round. round but uh i i know what you
0: meant we yeah well don't man. don't listen to me okay but uh
2: you guys gave me some looks and i was like i could have sworn he was number two man uh, okay so <laughs> uh but he's making more and more money every year and that's kind of the context where you look at this so a 21 year old raw raw center from you know the has all the the natural ability in the world who struggles with certain things it's not a not the worst thing right but when you're paying that center more than the guy who's probably going to be your starting center over the next few years, that's when it's just like, hey, I, I don't know how long this experiment lasts. And again, I'm going to try to treat Wiseman this year like we treated Kaminga last year and just kind of like, hey, he should get spot minutes in the regular season and we probably won't see him a lot in the postseason. Um, again, though, it just you, you always got to go back to – the money. And that's kind of the thing on a team that's so strapped for cash right now and that's making a lot of decisions based on money. They're paying a guy who I I would bet against being playoff ready uh in 2023. So uh I think like you said, he looked better. I think he looked a lot better than defensive end um as far as just literally just at the rim. I think he still struggled in pick and roll a lot. I think he uh you can just see him, like you said, just losing losing a guy who's not his guy a lot of the help side he was is just it's a lot going on for him. It makes sense. He's been out for a long time. Um, but with that all being said, uh, we should probably go to the positive too and talk a little about. Uh, in the golf, I'm sure you want to get some peace in on, on Wise, but uh, Moody and Kaminga uh, both have their moments. Moody was, was more consistent by a lot. Uh, the guy just looks. And I'm gonna make some crazy. Now he looks like Steph in the finals out there, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that as far as how he's dominating. There's a certain level of comfort you see in certain guys. And Steph, he's gonna
0: start. He was gonna tell a nice whistle though. Was going to oh, line. Oh, was yeah, nice. man. He, he also he whistle.
2: is following in Jordan Poole's footsteps of who can eat the hardest shit, man. Because that guy Moody hits. The fizz. <laughs> he 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 gives his body to the summer league game, man. That stuff a couple times out there. I was like, dude, they gotta pull you out there because he will die out there, and he will. I don't know, man. There are some jokes to be made, but he's got to be careful, man. Um, but he looked really good. And Kaminga, my God, man, he was up and down. But when he was up, you just saw you saw every single reason that people think that guy can be a perennial all-star, man. Cause he took over a couple of games in ways that it was just it was physical, it was in the mid range, it was getting to the free throw line. And if that doesn't spell potential superstar, I don't I don't know what does because there was a couple moments where you're just like, my God, there's no one at his size in the league who can do what he can do right now. I don't think.
0: Yeah, 100, yeah. percent and like that to me was obviously the wise So I definitely have a, a take, but specifically like the positives for uh, for summer league. Like it was, it was really Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody for me. Um, obviously, Kuminga got off to a little slower start, had a rough first game, um, and like you could hear from him um, that you know that wasn't like the performance he wanted, you know. Uh, but to just be able to bounce back and you know be like kind of developing as, as the main guy on the team, obviously Moses as well, but um, Kuminga specifically, like you said, Matt, he's just got so much potential that when you, when you see flashes of it, that's, and for all these young guys, the way I look at them right now is what can they bring to you next year? Like this coming season. And obviously the Warriors have lost GP auto signed Some people we will get into it. Um, uh, Jamal green, Dante De Vincenzo, but Those three guys specifically, James um, and Moody Kuminga, are the two that you feel the most comfortable where regardless of what you need to put them out there on spot minutes, whatever you need, they're going to be able to at least fill in that role to a pretty decent extent at right now. And that's not even talking about what they're going to develop as the summer continues. I feel like people forget that these dudes are coming off, especially like Kumingo and Moody, especially coming off their rookie year where they just won a championship three weeks ago. And they're like back here in Vegas, just getting their win back. And, you know, so I think like a lot of that stuff is, you know, it is, it's a long time. And like I said, it on the last, uh, last you kind of forget,
2: I'm sorry to cut you off that that first game for, uh, for he flew in from africa yeah the evening before yeah. like, the day, like
1: two days before or something <laughs> just like that. give
2: like, him a break come on
1: yeah dude, and when like, i'm jet lagged i can't even like get out of bed and this dude oh, was like yeah, let playing professional you know, basketball play, yeah. well
0: like i saw like, yeah <laughs> come on man like it, and this is just the beginning of their development like this this summer the summer league was the start of the, this development process for these guys to be ready by april and i have no what i saw on the court from those two I have no I have no concerns about what they can bring and what holes they can fill for the Warriors going forward. Um now we come to James Wiseman. And again, I am much more positive in my outlook on Wiseman solely because I'm looking at him from a this year perspective and what his role is gonna be on the team and what he already brings. Like yes, I think you guys bring up valid points of next year and what the money implication tax for Wiseman and all just his overall like. When he needs to step into being that star center, which the question mark is still there. I'm not going to sit here and say that the guy's going to be a star. But can he impact this team in in spot minutes when he's going to play this coming season with his size? I think we...
2: Gotham, we lost you, man, for a sec. But uh, Uh I think Gotham was about to say that... Something along the lines of Wiseman with some size can probably be impactful. But you know what I'm not going to do is put words in Gotham's mouth. So uh, once (laughs) Gotham is back on the pod, we'll get back to that. Uh, Chuck, the last roster spots on the Warriors are still up for grabs. Last two. You have something to say, man. Go. I do. Well,
1: before. So on the young guys, it it stinks that uh, injury wise, we lost uh, PBJ and Rollins for summer league. Um, I just love saying PBJ. It's just such a clean, clean nickname, but even though it was a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde act, uh, shout out to Guy Santos. I think he showed a lot of things really early on in the Cali classic. He had a couple like pretty dominant looking games where he just realized like, oh, I'm more athletic than just about everyone here. So I'm just going to take the ball and go. Uh, and the guy's the guy's shown a lot of interesting stuff in his past is sort of like a guy with a step back ability. He can do some things Is like sort of the. It's not fair to put him in this category, but like the way that do it. Draymond, the way that Draymond just has the license to roam around the defense as like the four. That's what Guy is best at. Um, I'm not sure if it's Guy or Gui. Uh, Guillerme is his full name. We'll have him
2: on in a few weeks. We'll find out. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we gotta, uh, any of you speak Portuguese? Um, but, <laughs> uh, no. so like I think he's really fun because he's just got so much athleticism. He's going to have a year, uh, to stay in Brazil, um, and work on his game there. I think you'd like to see a guy who's playing in a league like that to be like really dominant before you come over and start giving him a real chance. And, But I liked what I saw there. I think that's I think that's going to be really fun down the line, and uh, you know we'll get into this team's potential roster spot problems uh, in the future years. Uh, But I think for now, you know he's he's looking exciting. So I think
2: that was a guy who that was first of all a classic summer league moment where he went off that first game, and it was like holy shit, did we find Ginobili? Like everyone was losing their mind. Like, but he did look. He looks really smart and he looks really skilled and really talented. So nothing you're saying is ridiculous. It's just a class. It's like a fun. It's always fun to get excited about guys in summer league. Um, Gotham, we lost you on – just kind of you were mid-thought sharing about uh, Wiseman's size potentially being an impact. Do you want to go a little deeper
0: on that one? Oh, yeah, big time, bro. I was just talking to myself for, uh, for a couple seconds. I was like, yo, what the <laughs> hell I was like, is, that, is, that, is this point not making sense? I was like, you got to kind of stop. And I was like, bro, these guys' internet is terrible. I was like, oh, hold on. Let me just reconnect. But, um, no, nah, yeah, I back – Back on my, back on my Wiseman uh, spiel. Um, no, I think what he brings to the table in terms of what we saw, just his ability to uh, defend the rim, just be a rim protector. Um, he looked real agile, just uh, coming out um, on just picking rolls and uh, just being, he's a long dude, man. He's seven. one. He's a monster. Like this dude is just, his only job really is to run the floor and just be set hard screens, which he's getting better at. And um you know, just be a rim protector. And that's something the Warriors, as a team, they, they've historically never needed a, like, star center to impact them. Obviously, Kevon Looney is our superstar center. Um, no disrespect to Kevon, but what he does is completely different than what my Wiseman brings. I see him more as, like, a JaVale McGee kind of guy who, again, was a really impactful player on this Warrior system, being a seven-foot, just guy that can run the rim, protect, uh, run the floor, protect the rim. So I think that what Wiseman can bring into this year is definitely something that, I saw flashes of, again, so um, I totally agree with you guys in terms of what, what the future implications of Wiseman is. Is he going to pan out to be that you know cornerstone of this future core that's starting to really take shape? I don't know, and that's going to be something that we see throughout the season, but I definitely think that in terms of winning a championship and going back, you guys totally lost, me. fuck this goddamn wi
2: <laughs> okay well it's clear first of all that like, gotham is to uh gotham is to ball do stop uh, uh sorry i'm messing analogy up you know what i'm gonna I gotham I gotham loves kevon looney man that's what i was gonna get at gotham is a passionate kevon looney stand, man that was weird as a mess right now man am, is... I, am
0: i back is that is it working
2: we we hear you man we think you're back uh, we can hear you big son. time
0: big time all right well hey, uh, I'll, close, I'll close it out with this um James Wise is going to be fine this year to win a championship. I think to run it back where these young guys are going to do great. Um, take it away, gentlemen. I don't know what's going on with this Wi-Fi, but uh, somebody <laughs> didn't pay the bill. Uh, this is terrible. Well,
2: it's if it's not our anchor transition yet, but we got to blame someone. Uh, listen, so uh, there's two roster spots left, more or less. I think the Warriors just added uh, Mac McClung to a, uh, to a non-guaranteed training camp spot. And so, I guess he technically occupies one, but uh, if we laid this out the right way, we got – if I miss anybody, you guys correct me, okay? We got Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Dre, Loon, Poole, uh, Moody, DiVincenzo, Kuminga, Jamichael Green, Wise, Rollins, uh, and PB&J, man. Uh, That's our 13. Uh, Like I said, McClung has got one of those camp spots. Iguodala is still – supposedly on the fence about, uh, retiring and not retiring. And, uh, that'll leave probably a 15th or 14th spot for, uh, Weatherspoon and Mac McClung to, uh, duke it out for Chuck Gotham. Uh, what, what are, the, what are our thoughts on the Iggy situation? Who do you want to see potentially occupy those spots? Uh, given that the Warriors are probably done in free agency right now.
1: Personally, uh, I mean, I love what Iggy's been able to do for this team. Um, but I think we're treading on dangerous uh Eudonis Haslamy ground, where we're just like giving a guy a roster spot because everyone likes him and he's a really good influence. But it's like, hey, if you know 90% of what he brings is off the court. Because you know, like he's still a very impactful defender when he's out there. He can still defend guards really well. He's still a great passer. But the guy plays like one in every four games. And, Live that can, yeah, and can't really, he can't really make the defense pay the same way he used to, you know, like he doesn't have that same like driving capability. He's just not, he's not what he used to be. And, you know, I think he's a smart enough guy to know that. So I think, like my gut t- tells me he probably comes back. Uh, But I'd, I wish the Warriors wouldn't be so like, hey, do what you want to do. Like add him to the coaching staff. If he's that important, add him to the front office, like do anything besides a roster spot, because, you know, we've seen it last year, like this team has injury problems and they were able to get everything together at the right time, you know, and have a pretty damn clean bill of health going into the finals, which was all they needed. But I think, you know, they might not be as lucky next year. And are you going to count on Iggy to step into, you know, real minutes? Uh, Like when right now you're looking at a wing group that could be, you know, you got Wiggins, who is like the banner of health uh, outside of his research opinions. But uh, (laughs) um Beyond that, you got Moody, you got Kaminga, who are no guarantees to be consistently productive. You've got Patrick Baldwin, who's a major health question. It gets a little dicey. So, like, are you willing to put in in another backup wing, backup point guard, whatever they want to call him, who isn't even a guarantee to be out there on the floor? So Uh, I don't know.
2: Like, so I I totally understand it. Like, he is he is essentially like a he's not that player on the roster, if he's on the roster, like he's going to be a player's coach more or less. Um, but I, th- I mean, just given what the players have said this year, supposedly this is mostly for uh, a lot of Marcus Thompson uh, podcasting and writing, just that the, the, the difference between 21, and 22 and what they have kind of said is that having it all on the bench with the young guys meant that Stephen Dray didn't really have to. And that, that to me is invaluable. So I like, I totally, I understand it's, it's all totally fair and valid, I just think having those guys there, having doll there to talk to Moody and Kaminga and, and, and uh, Wiseman still, and for all indications are that he doesn't want to coach, he doesn't want to be front office guy. I think the money thing is the disparity is huge there. Uh, and a part of it, from my understanding, based on what those guys have kind of talked about is just he the, the exposure you get from being a player to would probably do his podcast well. As opposed to you know, you get a lot more access to things as a player, then you get a lot more leeway to speak as a player than you do as a coach. Um, I I, I want to see him back. I think I think having him on that bench uh, is as important as as anything because he, again, he's a guy that the players respect a lot of. Obviously, it's kind of like if that's the role he wants to be back. I think it's the role you got to give him. Um, I also don't know. Do you do you think that if I mean if if Wiggins goes down or if Moody doesn't develop into like a good backup wing this season this kind of turns into one of those Do the Warriors have a chance at that point you know like I, I'm kind of banking on it like, I, I think Moody in my head Moody's ready to go he he could be a sixth man on a good team right now I think he's not going to be their sixth man maybe their seventh or eighth man but um he can't be Andrew Wiggins though like, no no like you to, said that guy no no. Jump. no of course not but I think he can be you know I don't want to say a rich man's Damian Lee because for Gotham, that's not the poorest <laughs> compliment I can bestow upon him, man.
0: But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, he's, a, he's the son's problem now. I'm, I'm that's sure. right,
2: dude. Uh, but uh, he I, – I just don't – I think if one of their wings goes down as it is, I don't think a back end of the roster player is going to be the guy that saves the season.
1: No, that's a fair point. Yeah, like if they suddenly find themselves without Andrew Wiggins, like
0: that's – Yeah, like if you – it's like if you need to like it was kind of like this year. Like even when he was playing, it was like – team kind of is playing better without him on the court necessarily. Like at times it just looked like it, it, he's, I mean, well, the guys, they were, man, he's, he's going to be yeah. 40 and like, yeah, the guys, grown, the guys so. have the great career, the hall of fame career. Like I think, I I honestly think Iggy doesn't come back just from his side. Um, So I don't think he comes back. So I think we do go into training camp with that extra roster spot. Um, And kind of for the reasons you said, both of you guys said, I just don't see him Uh, that kind of me seeing the value in terms of a roster spot right now for the team and what him taking up a roster spot would mean. And I think he also knows that he can still impact this team in like a consultant capacity where he doesn't have to just be kind of like a Steve Nash kind of thing where he wasn't like, he wasn't with the team on the bench and he wasn't uh, on the roster, wasn't on the coaching staff, but he was just around the team. And I think just being that relationship that he has with Steph, Clay and Draymond, regardless of wherever he's at, he's going to be uh, like in those guys ears um, just with the mentorship he's done for those young guys too. But um, so my gut tells me he doesn't come back, but, um, again, uh, it would, I'm never going to not say, uh, Dallas deserves to have the chance to come back. I'd say, and it's kind of a Udonis Haslam way. Not like for this long, but uh, being the, uh, being this first kind of season that, um, he's doing it year eight um, of if- the Haslam on the bench experiment. No, i, I, I I'm yeah. not. I, you know, respect respect that, but like that's I just don't think financially that's just a smart thing to do. with I think mean, the Warriors are a financially smart uh, team. Um, so I I genuinely think that um, if he comes back, it's it's as a player, and it's I just don't see him want to do. That. He's got so many off the court stuff too, just that he sounds like he's very passionate about, and obviously is. Um, so I just I just don't see him on a roster going into training camp, which I think is not the worst. It was not the worst thing.
2: So with that being said then, and also I like that we're all on different pages, like Charlie and I just disagree but think he'll be back. Gotham, you think he's out. That's yeah, exactly. that's, that's a variety in this podcast guys. So agree, listeners, yeah. <laughs> you send us, you send us nice things. Okay. Um. So with that being said, it's Weatherspoon, it's McClung right now. Uh, I think those are the only two guys that I've, I can off the top of my head think of as being in consideration for that um, 14th spot. And uh, I don't think any of us will be surprised soon. if that 15th spot is unoccupied given the Warriors, um, their their financial situation right now. So I, it doesn't have to be out of those two, but those are two, the two names are now floating around for that spot. Do you guys have a preference out of the two? Is it neither of them? And uh, just keep it at 13, see what happens. What are we thinking?
0: Uh, it's weather spoon for me. I, I think that just what he – I think we saw it in the – was it the Christmas game against Phoenix? Or one of those Phoenix games where the guy just is – an incredible athlete. He's a good, great defender. Um, solid scorer. He's just putting the buckets in the in the G League. Um, so again, as a guy that just can need to fill in holes on this team. Um, not saying he's gonna have the level of impact that GP two did, but he brings that you know kind of intensity on the defensive end, and he's a bigger body as well. So um, I, I I genuinely think that he will fit in well, and we, we saw a little bit of it last year. Um, and he did well in summer league as well. I think it was great to watch in summer league. So I think. Mac McClung, uh, great highlight reel, um, but I don't think he's he's in the competition with one uh, with this at this moment, and that's my yeah. Point. I don't, I don't want to pin the whole thing on
1: Mac because you know it's summer ball, like things get ugly. Um, you're, you're fighting for a
0: contract, like I, I respect it. Yeah, but the guy was
1: pretty clearly out there for his own numbers. And you know, he's trying to get a spot. Like guys, no, I don't I don't I don't hate him for it. But that's always kind of been him. Like he's always just kind of been this own like his own thing. And it's just, you know, what happens around him is the question. And that shine has diminished at every single level. Like high school, he was the guy. He was throwing down gigantic dunks. He was all over highlight reels. College and Texas Tech, he's not that guy anymore. He's playing with legitimate NBA talents like Terrence Shannon Jr. He's playing with, believe Quentin Grimes is also a Texas tech guy. Like he was just playing with better players uh, and it didn't look as good. And in summer league, he like the dude's got moves. I mean, that's for sure. Like when he's got the ball in his hands, he's electric, but the only good things happen are offensively with the ball in his hands. And that's just, I don't think it's a good fit for what the Warriors are trying to do. Like that last, that last game where it was basically just the Mac show, they had like three assists as a team. Like he just obliterated the ball movement. Uh, and I don't see that being in a particularly productive way. Of using that last roster, spot. we have guys who can stop. You're the so, ball.
0: you're so, you're so polite, Chuck. We don't need that. We got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, bro. We chillin'. <laughs> well, yeah, like we have guys who can st- not only stop the
1: ball, but know when to not stop the ball and know when to keep it moving. Like, from everything I've seen from McClung, he's just got one mode. And trust me, it's fun as hell to watch. Like, the dude made Summer League very entertaining with a bunch of like wild, hezy moves, like Euros into just like perfect floaters off the glass like the guy is electric he's a hooper he's a hooper for sure yeah no he's he's a hooper but this is a team that but is not- he a basketball player
0: that's that's always, <laughs> that's always the question no, now is. we're going all balled <laughs> up top again
1: uh but
0: uh yeah i think
1: our guy joe varai put it best where he said i think mac mcclung is a bit of fool's gold and i think that I think that's a good way of putting it. Where you're just like, "Oh, look at that! That's cool!" And then you get a closer look at it, and you're like, ah, ugh.
2: "That's a really and Mac McClung is a really weird commentary on like a Did you watch? You know what I mean? Like, did you see this? Like, yeah, watching, like he put up some nice numbers. Uh, that guy is just a million miles an hour all the time. <laughs> he just he like we we you guys you guys nailed it. He's out for he was out for himself, which we can all understand at this point, right? You totally. on our totally. roster. Um, he's talented, obviously, right? The guy can get himself a bucket every now and then. Um, I just don't... If it comes down to a guy like Weather Spoon who's shown the ability the ability to defend a little bit, which, again... No, it's, it's, not like,
0: a, it's not even it's, a debate. I think yeah. 15 spot. the question is, are they going to fill that 15 spot? Which... Was would be where uh, you know Mac might have a shot, but I, I think, think the only they, chance they, they do it is the dog
2: no. comes back and they give Weatherspoon. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that's like the only the, way I think.
0: It's kind of like the GP thing last year. Like we were planning on going in with fourteen anyways, and then GP really stole the show at training camp and like forced the team to make the signing, and obviously it ended up being a great one. But I don't know yeah. if anybody passed uh, Weatherspoon is worth that, and it's only fourteen. So obviously Iggy, if he comes back, so they're just keeping that open. Um, so I, I totally think that they're going into the season with fourteen. I don't think it gets talked enough nearly enough with,
1: like, And Shout out to the dudes running Golden State Warriors Reddit because they're always right on top always of that. Always on top. I love it. Like, as much as we talked about Moses Moody playing, like, four games, I believe, and scoring, like, 30 points a game in the G League, Quindarian, 20 games last year, racked up 25 points per game.
0: He's, he like, can score, man
1: the dude can really, really score. He can just put it through the net with the best of them. Like, and he's, and that's at that level, you know, like obviously that's a big step up going to the NBA, but like he was legit hooping down there. Yeah, no, 100%. He showed still some things as a playmaker, but he's a really strong rebounder. Like there's probably some ways to go as like a true connector and a shooter. But I think, you know, when he's the 15th man or, you know, 14th, depending on if Andre can actually play like that's, that's a good shot to take. You know, he's still 26. Like you said, Gotham is a crazy athlete Mm -hmm. and he can defend. So like, I think that's, that's a good platform to build on. And I think especially considering that like McClung, you know, when you're getting down to that point, like, you know, the point you mentioned, Matt, you're, it's kind of splitting hairs, you know, like the 14th man isn't going to make or break your season, but I do think they're just set up really well with creators, so it's time to see like who else can step in and potentially contribute on the wings, because uh, they could find themselves a little short there in future years.
0: And I, and I think people kind of forget that the Warriors have like the core. This core is coming back. Like they got Steph Clay coming off a healthy off season. Wiggins, Poole, Dre, Loon. Like they have that championship main core set. Like when we're at, talking about roster spots, it's all about these like. Just ancillary pieces about filling holes for the rest of the season, which I think the roster currently constructed is is well done. Shout out Bob Myers in the front office. Again, I think it's a good, a good offseason, I think. And obviously we'll see what what happens. But um, yeah, I, I think that 14 is the uh, is the magic number for the dubs going into 2023. So
2: I have a magic number. Actually, I don't. I have a magic tool. It's called Anchor. We're going to take a break right now and we're going to hop off. Okay. Uh, we have, some, we have some, uh, some shout outs from our guys. Me. Bye, right, guys.
0: Yo, 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 guys. What is up? Welcome back. Matt, thank you so much again, as always, for the Anchor shout out. And as always, again, Anchor, hit us with the Venmos. Um, summertime, bro. Need that, need that Anchor money. Um, but before, before we, uh, hopped off that last, uh, off season segment, I think we kind of, kind of bodied the off season. I think we got summer league, we got free agents, Ross, as as going to the training camp and, um, you know, until, you know, preseason, really, I think in terms of what this team can do is, is very, there's a lot, much left in this off season, but, uh next off season, let's just jump into it, man. This, cause this next one is coming up big and. Um, we've been hearing a lot of ways from uh, Lake Ub um, on some podcasts. Uh, we got fined 500000 for the point forward one. Um, Joe, if you ever do come on the game six Club pod, we make sure that you do not get fined. Um, you can tell us off air once uh, you think. But um, gentlemen, the next, the 2023 offseason is a very, very interesting time. Um, J- Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole are up for contract extensions, as is Clay Thompson and Draymond Green um as are excuse me uh my English speakers from back in the day but uh gentlemen that that off season is going to be the ultimate test of this uh two timeline plan um I just want to get you guys thoughts um before we wrap up this episode of what is is this going to be the final run um for this iteration of the Warriors and what do you guys think um obviously we got we got a long way to go and a lot of missing pieces to the rest of this story but um and where you stand right now how do you feel about the Warriors going into next offseason and you know kind of running running this running this uh, championship window um given this given these this money problem so
1: there's definitely an avenue uh where this can go south uh like where Draymond has a player option Wiggins expiring Uh, they can't uh, they don't like have his rights Uh, Well, they have early bird rights uh, they can give him more money but it remains to be seen how that will go Um, so there is the potential for them to lose like major pieces uh, without really seeing any returns on that Uh, like Wiseman would be going into his last season Dante DiVincenzo can opt out so like there are ways that they could Potentially, you know, see things unravel pretty quickly. But what we've seen with this team is, despite all the talk and, like, everything about Gary Payton and Otto Porter, uh, I don't want to get too sidetracked on that, but it does kind of bother me that, like, OPJ just got a championship. He's made an obscene amount of money in his career, mostly from the Washington Wizards. His wife is from Toronto, like – Maybe the guy just wanted to go to Toronto. Like, you know, it kind of bothers me that everyone's just like, "Oh, well, we could have had him back if we wanted." Like, yeah, maybe the dude wants to go to Canada. Like, who wouldn't right now? Um, but enough about that. Uh it could get ugly, but we've seen that they're so willing to spend. Uh they've spent an obscene amount of money on this team. Uh not to use the word again, but like it's just wild how much they're willing to put towards it and i believe the total bill with tax was well over 300 million dollars closer uh, to four man it was like 370 3, or so yeah 370 yeah years. closer to four than three you're right like it's it's wild how much they pay for it uh the gp 2 deal like if it had been identical it would have cost them like 70 to 80 million dollars i mean yeah. it's just it's 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 crazy stuff so like i think the idea that this team is like cheaping out is just not true um does it get to a point where they think all right this is becoming untenable and you know we're heading towards a point where we're gonna pay an aging roster you know we're gonna be paying like 500 million maybe 600 in a couple of years like who knows how obscene the tax can get because we're in uncharted waters so my gut tells me they find a way to figure this out um the likeliest scenario is they find a way to figure it out without Draymond Green, as much as I hate to say it, but there is sort of some writing on the wall. Uh, in my opinion, I think Draymond becoming as much a clutch guy as a Warriors guy is certainly not helping matters. Uh, the guy we've seen him, you know, like have his struggles this year, and we've seen Andrew Wiggins go absolutely crazy i mean the dude is still in what should be the prime of his career so you know we've talked about they're like they're not necessarily willing to make tough decisions on the guys that have really contributed at that level but does draymond just like if they're asking everyone to take pay cuts in order to come back is draymond the kind of guy to do that i don't think so so I think that's the likeliest scenario, but ultimately, no, I do not think that this is like the last run of the big three there. uh, And probably Iggy too. Um, Might be Iggy's last run, but I think they have a couple more years in them at least.
2: So you, you do think Draymond's back after next year?
1: Yeah. I like, I think the like like if, if the, if there's a domino that's going to fall, I think he's the domino, but I'd, Say that's probably much less than a fifty-fifty proposition.
2: Yeah, I think it's really early to say. I think I could, I could totally see, kind of like you said, I could see him uh, opting out of his contract to get a longer deal, either with the Warriors or somewhere else, for uh, you know, lower per-annual um, salary. But <laughs> Lakers, Lakers, <coughs> that would be a the Lakers signing. Uh an aging Draymond Green to play with 39-year-old LeBron. Uh with clutch baby fiberglass and what?
1: This I can't imagine
2: the legacy. How do you remember Draymond? Does that change at all? That's what happens at the end, man. I don't want to get into that,
0: but like, yes, okay. but that's like <laughs> yeah. a whole other conversation. That's that's an, if that shit happens, but I'm uh, I'm not
1: a big fan of Clutchmond,
0: as is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, but that would really that, that's like 2020.
2: 2020 so you you said you hate to say it man i don't know if i hate to say it like i don't there's a world of this team kind of take I, i'm sorry man i love draymond i love everything he's done just tell me the guy hasn't been hasn't
1: been tough
2: tough to uh be a fan of the last year okay that's all i can the best way i can put it man so no, you're
1: correct uh the guys
0: uh at this summer has made y'all cold, bro. This know, summer has made y'all. Hey, man, the guy, the guy's <laughs> I'm, I'm not. The worst part is I can't even disagree with a lot of it. So, oh what boy, Draymond's in trouble then, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Scotland>. I got <laughs> no, no, I'm so I'm fully I'm,
0: I'm on I'm, I'm fully on that that I, I, I would, that's a that's like a mentoring thing, bro. You've been mentoring him. Like, let's be honest, Miles Bridges needs a mentor right now. The man just ruined his life. So I and Draymond's not publicizing it. Like, I I that's like one of those things where it's like
1: the MSU guys are like this yeah they're like
0: they're all tight and like you you want a you'd want a mentor type figure in his life right now so i'm not i'm not looking at it like that but yeah dude i i think the next offseason is big especially in terms of it's weird to say it it's really the first time that like you said uncharted waters waters in terms of the tax it's the first time that like you said that the the front office is going to have to make a decision about the big 3 um with clay also up for the option or whatever what uh, was the option or is like his contract runs out Clay doesn't have an
1: option, but uh, next year would be the last year. So he. Would be so going
0: into going into another contract year, like again, I think it's it. It's really when you start on a two timeline plan, like the Warriors have obviously done, and um, for it to work out as well as it has in terms of just the talent that they have with the young guys and the old guys still having, like they definitely have, like you said, Chuck. I think they have a few more good years in them um, as as a trio. And obviously it starts Steph, but my only hope is that you know, it contingent on competing, and uh, for me, honestly, winning a championship, I think is is the, in that sense, it it really is kind of the 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 test for this this thing because if they don't win a championship this year, and um, I, I I could not blame uh, Lacob and and the ownership and and really front office for saying you know four rings is amazing we might have to break up this steph clay draymond and obviously draymond is the one that you that you get rid of in that trio but um it really is it really is uh bent on winning this championship so and that says i do think it's kind of a last not like last dance but um because obviously steph and clay are going to be here till they retire um but I, it's, it's a weird situation because I mean, then it comes down to, would well, do you get rid of Jordan Poole? Because Jordan Poole get, is a restricted free agent. You get, if he doesn't sign by October or whatever, if you can't get the extension. So where where does that play? Does a team max him out and you just, again, get outpriced and lose him? So it's a lot it's a lot of question marks. So I, like you said, I don't know how we can, like you can't predict the future and you can't. Winning this championship definitely is a big, big one. um And I think that if the Warriors are able to, Win the West and get back to the finals. I think that they have a they have a case to um, to keep this this core together. But my only hope is for Lacob and, and the ownership crew is um, don't. And I like I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm accusing them of cheaping out. Or I understand that this luxury tax bill is going to be insane. I just don't want them if they are able to compete and you know ride Steph Curry as for as long as he can because I think Steph has another solid two three four years in them, in terms of just being able to be that main guy. I think the guy's going to age. Like he has been aging like fine wine. And I think we're only getting started in this, you know, re Steph Curry 2.0 kind of thing. So my only hope is that if they are able to compete that like, of you only got like four or five, years, five years of Steph, like he's already locked up, Um, whatever those future contracts, if there are any, just pay the, pay the, pay the price now. Cause you're going to be set up with, a chance to have a team going into 2026, 27 with seven, six, five, six, seven rings. Like you have the opportunity to build that if you just spend a little extra right now and the value of the teams and just keep growing with the winning. So that's my only hope going into it. But again, like it's a business at the end of the day and and Clutchmon podmond. Um I love Draymond, Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love the, I love the content. I, the, the LeBron like just, nut swelling and weird but um it's uh it's it's one of those things where he's just been a part of so much i think that you know he's he's earned like he he obviously he's earned the right to negotiate for the best but again where do you draw the line of the the yes because so we see it with the giants man like they they kind of fell into that trap of paying those older guys um not saying that it didn't pay but I mean, they won three rings again and uh, but it kind of on the kind of phasing out that era it t- it took some it, it obviously we're in the situation we are now, just kind of comparing it. But um, I don't know, man. But it's a it's a very interesting topic, and obviously we can get into like you know how the the, the like dive deeper into how this plays out. But uh, it, this season is gonna be is gonna be a big one in terms of what the future of this Warriors organization looks like. I, I'm super curious to see if
2: Draymond and Clay can kind of sacrifice in the same way they, and not not in any kind of like. I wouldn't call them hypocrites for not doing it because it's just, those two guys are they're winners and they both have in a good way. I think big egos and they should, that's why they're great. Um, but when push comes to shove, I can, there's a scenario that's not far away where Kaminga and pool need to be starting over clay and Trayvon. Right. And are those two guys willing when that happens to take contracts that kind of um, reflect, you know, high level bench players that have earned some equity with the franchise. They've kind of given a lot to, so I don't, I don't expect them to ever be on, you know, uh, like below $20 million a year contracts. But if that's what it comes down to, will they, will they do that? And will they come off the bench? Um, I also don't know if a team pays, you know, $40 million for two bench players though. I think.
0: Um, I, I mean, if it's seven, I think it's Clay and Draymond, then I think that this ownership, like I, I wouldn't put it past them to like make sure that these guys are happy. Um, in, in a, in a, even when they are in a pay cut mode, the plays is interesting to me just because, I feel like he can play himself, not into, maybe not into more money than he's making now, but like more money than you thought you could get him back for coming off two injuries, um, going into this season. Just because first full off season coming off a of ring, like he's really getting a chance to um, just get his get his legs back fully, and we saw that kind of in the finals defensively, he was looking nice. So I think Clay. Be that being said, I think Clay is also the one person that I would like ride or die with in terms of just like. The guy's gonna be a warrior for his life. He needs long to be a, for, He's for career, be a warrior for. He's gonna be a warrior for life. I don't think that there' nothing that the like whatever the, the money is. I, I think that that works out more than I, I'm less worried about Clay than I am about Draymond. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we, go try that point too. Like, I think if you try to look in the crystal ball just a little bit, like the Warriors have done a really good job at assembling these rookie scale deals on a very compressed timeline, and mm-hmm. it's very impressive. So I think assuming Jordan Poole is going to get an extension because there's no way they let that man walk. Uh, you're looking at, I mean, you know, Steph is eternal, uh, but it, the, with the potential for you know, like you said, Draymond and Clay to potentially be these bench guys, you are still going to have Poole on his. You have Poole on his extension, and then you have Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and PBJ all still on their rookie deals. All with multiple years under their belt. Uh in the case of Kuminga and Moody, uh they'd be in contract years and PBJ hopefully sort of rounding into some sort of form. So I think you know, like it's the Warriors' job to keep the eyes on the future. And I think when you have the potential to still have this core, like you would still have Steph, you would still have Looney, you would still have Pool. And then you can make a decision about Draymond and Clay, how much to pay them based on what you feel like you're going to get out of Moody, Kaminga, and PBJ. So they're kind of set up with like a pretty solid hedge against uh, those guys if they, you know, for some reason decide to look elsewhere. So I think, I think Pool is in my, I think he's
2: most likely to be the guy that leaves, to be honest. And that's just because, I, I just—it's a hard. It's hard to get he, he just minutes get, behind like, Stephen Clay, him, yeah. you know. And he's oh, a guy yeah. who I could see—not I could see him if he does not get maxed uh, via extension. I can see him being a guy who's like, "No, nah, I'm going to wait till the offseason then and see." So, but that's it. Who uh, gives me
1: what? After the whole—I mean, the fact that DeAndre Ayton couldn't even be pried away when the Suns were looking at all other kind of stars, like he refused to go back in the game because he has like some clear deep seated problems with the organization, like late in their game seven blowout. And he still went back, and, you know, like money talks, <laughs> talks and talent talks. And I think that's sort of the thing too, is like, even from the Phoenix perspective, like they got him on, like, if you let the guy sign an offer sheet and then you bring him back, I mean, I think restricted free agency is kind of trash anyways, but that basically just cuts a whole year off, and it cuts uh, it cuts a lot of money off. Like they they legitimately save money just by letting him go get another offer. So mm-hmm. even if Poole is just like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to see what's around. Uh, the Warriors can still have him back if they're determined enough and if they're willing to pay the price. And I think they will be.
2: They should be, and I hope it's not in that kind of way too. Because I think if you get Poole back, it's got to be on good terms. I mean that like with a in terms of relationship. I don't want anything close to the Aiden. Oh, no. Scenario.
1: Yeah. I, that's what I mean. If Aiton is all the way down here, like this team has been done nothing but right by Pool, and he's done right by them. So
0: I don't expect it to get anywhere near that. That's right, Chuck. Totally agree. Gentlemen, I think there's a very fun conversation. I think we can dive much deeper into it. But that's why we got the summer. We got we got more content coming for you guys. And this is definitely going to be a topic. But I think it's a great place to put a uh, put a little pause in there. But Uh, before we head out of here another another successful uh summer episode you guys got anything to shout out before we uh call a call quiz uh you know always you can follow me
1: at Calatheus 11 hopefully uh getting into some a little more offseason stuff soon i was uh toying around with a little james wiseman piece and i think that might convert into more like a summer league summary for him but we'll see we got a little stuff on the horizon uh i think i might uh I think I might dive into one of our potential roster spot contenders soon.
2: Nice. If you uh, really like Dwight Troop gifts, uh, give me a follow. I retweet the same one frequently. That's all I got for you, <laughs> though.
0: That is, that is the best shout-out I've heard on this podcast. Um, yeah, go go check out Chuck's stuff and check out night's fucking gifts, man. Those are... Those are great. Um, I got nothing this time. Um, please keep following us, as always, at gave You uh, shit, follow me. I got them on NBA. It's hard to spell, but ladies, y'all found that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but on that, gentlemen, we will catch you guys on the next one. Uh, but until then, peace. And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference final for the second straight year. They eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.